Hi, I'm Sarah. I have an awesome husband and three amazing stepdaughters. Marriage and parenting is already a juggling act, and blended family relationships are even more messy and fragile. We won't always get it right the first time, but if you're looking for encouragement, you're in the right place. Thanks for joining us as we grow closer as step families. Welcome to His Kids, Her Kids, Episode 6, Stepdaughter Perspectives. Today, it's my privilege to introduce you to a friend of mine. Joe and I first met at work. We were assigned to the same project, and after its completion, I looked for more opportunities to be assigned together. When her first child was born, she reduced her hours, and I didn't see her so often. But every time I do see her, I always feel like no time at all has passed. Joe, thank you so much for being here today. Would you mind telling everyone a little bit about yourself and what brings you to His Kids, Her Kids? Hello, everybody. I'm Joe. I am 33 years old, and I've been a stepdaughter for the majority of my life since I was about seven. So, Joe, tell me about those early years. Tell me about the beginning of your stepfamily journey. So, my biological father left when I was three. And soon after that, my mom got involved in a singles ministry. Really, it was just a group of singles, primarily people who had been divorced with their young kids. And they would do Bible studies. And I remember volleyball was a huge part of it. Like all the the adults would all go play volleyball while the kids were just like back in some Sunday school classroom. And that is where my mom and my stepdad met. I don't, I remember meeting a lot of the people in that group. I don't remember meeting him specifically. I think my mom was just really careful to not introduce anyone until it was much more serious that this is the man I'm going to marry who will be the stepfather to my children. So I don't have a whole lot of memories of them dating. I also was like five, so I don't have a whole lot of memories of anything at five, (laughs) but as we got closer to the wedding, I do remember he moved in with my grandparents, my mom's parents, because he was from a few counties away. So it was just a long commute for him. And um, they got married soon after I turned seven. But yeah, he moved into the house that my brother and I were already living in, already used to. We didn't have to change a whole lot of stuff. Our bedrooms were the same. Schools were the same. Still going to the same church. He was just in our house then instead of just seeing him throughout the week. So what did change? I'm sure that there were some things that did change. What do you remember that did change? My stepdad comes from a larger family. He's one of six. So going to visit the farm and all of his siblings and their kids. So that, that did change. And it was kind of fun having cousins, quasi cousins. (laughs) Um, I mean, they, like they would play with us. We never really got to know them very well, just the distance. And obviously this is before cell phones and all of that stuff. And then as we got older, those relationships with the cousins kind of changed also just different seasons of life and different viewpoints on life. So in the beginning, the biggest change was that we basically had a whole nother large extended family that we did not have before. Did you feel like you gained grandparents from the marriage? In the beginning, I kind of felt like I did when we were much younger. As we've gotten older, 
I don't know. I'm not privy to all, everything. I think there may have been some other sort of drama that happened between the grandparents and my parents. And so my brother and I have kind of been like pushed aside and have been told that we're not real grandchildren now as adults. But when we were younger, I do, I, I remember feeling like we were just another one of the many grandchildren. So just like you were saying now, like when you were younger, the things that you were aware of are different than, you know, now that you're an adult. As an adult and the conversations that you've had with both your mom and your stepdad, what was that transition like for them? What does your mom say that was like for her getting married again, trusting someone again, trusting someone with her children, having him move into her established home with her kids and then what do you know that that was like for your stepdad? Was was he terrified? Was he just like super excited? Wh- what do you know about that whole transition from their perspective? So I, I honestly don't know a whole lot from my stepdad's perspective. That would be a good question to ask him now. I don't, I don't know. Um, I do know that my mom was nervous. I mean, even though she had two kids, seven and five, it was like, like being a bride again, you know, just anxious, just going to the whole relationship. I mean, they've been married now like 26, 27 years. So obviously it was good choosing and it's worked out, but I think she was anxious just that if it can happen once, maybe it could happen again. And then moving into the house, I have no memories of it being like a big thing. So at least for us, they made it very smooth. But yeah, for them, I'm sure there were just the regular issues that every new couple, whether it's their second marriage or their first marriage, like this is how I load the dishwasher. This is where I put away the bowls. I'm sure that was some of the stuff that came up. But yeah, I mean, they must have hidden some stuff from us. Yeah, it is interesting because you said you didn't really interact with him that much during their dating season. So that would mean that, you know, with only interacting with him shortly before the wedding, to go from that level of interaction to now he's living with you and he's your stepdad, that that's another, like, dynamic to holding off on introducing your kids to people that you're dating is then they have less time to get used to that person being a member of their family. Yeah. It wasn't like some big traumatic thing. It was the wedding happened. And then they went on just a weekend honeymoon. My brother and I got to stay at grandma and grandpa's house. And then we came back and life just resumed. So I know because this all happened when I was so young. I feel like if it, if I hadn't known him at at least a little, it probably would have been traumatic. And like, who's this man living in my house now? But I must have known him on some level to not have any scarring memories. (laughs) And I think it's also very interesting to note that in the transition for you, the fact that you don't remember much also indicates there probably weren't many bumps in the road in terms of, you know, conflicts that came about or drastic changes to your routine even for you not to feel like a major change was happening in terms of feeling competitive about your mom's attention or anything like that, like none of these suggestions are triggering any memories for you? No, I have more, uh, like a stronger memory of my biological father actually leaving when I was like 
two and a half, three. I, that memory is seared in my brain. That's my earliest memory because that was so traumatic. Um, but then the rest of it was just kind of, I just don't really know any different. So Joe, tell me, as you grew and got used to Mike being your stepdad, looking back, what do you remember that he did that built a direct relationship with you as opposed to just having a relationship through your mom? So I do think the early years, it was that relationship through my mom. So I do think it was like kind of like playing a go-between using my mom as like the mediator. I think it was probably more out of fear of stepping over any boundaries because he, you know, he was aware that he was a father figure, but he wasn't the father. But as I got older, I would say, I don't know, maybe like 12, 12-ish, we, we would do things like we both loved this one Chinese buffet in town and we like, sometimes we would just go just the two of us. Easter morning, there, the church that we were attending at the time had a sunrise service. My mom and my brother had zero interest in going, but he and I would get up and we'd go to the sunrise. It was like every year for a couple of years, we would go to sunrise service together. Uh, and then he's really very mechanical minded. And so there were quite a few times where it was just he and I, like, uh, I mean, obviously I'm older than 12 at this point. I'm you know, 16. I have, I have access to a car and teaching me like how to change my oil, how to check tire pressure, how just all that stuff that he never said to my mom, Hey, can I go show Joe how to do this? It was Joe, come here. You need to learn this. We're going to go do it now. You and me. And that just, that was just things that I would have never expected my mom to teach me. And I would have never expected my bio dad to teach me either. Not that he doesn't know how to, just, I don't think he would have taken the time to do it. And Mike took the time. Hmm. And you did mention boundaries, like in those years from seven until 12, you feel like there was more of an indirect relationship with you through your mom. What boundaries were you aware of then and now looking back that there were in your relationship with your stepdad? The biggest boundary that I'm aware of because I was told about it was the discipline. So Mike could tell us, obviously, no, you can't do that. But as far as like punishments, he had no hand in the punishments. And then the same for my bio dad's wife, my stepmother, she was never, neither one of the step parents were ever allowed to spank. You know, some people have different views on spanking and that's a whole different thing. Or be the one to say, go to your room. And they just felt like you're not the biological parent. This is not your role. But that was one boundary that I was aware of. And how beneficial do you think that was? Do you think that would have hurt your relationship with Mike? I don't know. I was just going to say, I feel like maybe I shouldn't have been aware of that boundary. Like I probably, and I was a pretty compliant kid, but I probably took advantage of the fact knowing that like, what are you going to do? But at the same time, had he done it, it may have made our relationship more strained looking at little Joe, it probably for my very sensitive soul was probably better that that didn't happen. I don't know. It's it, honestly, that would be a really interesting, like fork in the road. How, how does life turn out? Which depending mm-hmm. on which way you take. 
It's interesting, too, that you say, like, oh, I was a really compliant child, but I probably did push push those buttons, you know, because, you know, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't punish me. But you don't have any specific memories of when you remember doing that? Not as a little kid. As, like, a teenager and an adult, <laughs> sadly, I still feel like I push those buttons. We have a great, my stepdad and I have a, we have a great relationship. But we are also extremely similar. And I have said this before. I feel like my stepdad and I are the perfect example of nature versus nurture. I am more like that man than I probably should be. <laughs> We're just, our temperaments are very similar. And so you, we butt heads a lot. We can both be very stubborn. And when we disagree on something and we just, we clash. And I'm sure some of that was when I was younger too, that I... I was compliant, yes, but I also a little stubborn. And like, if I knew, well, but you're not the real dad, so what are you going to do? I'm sure I, I probably pushed those buttons more. I have no outstanding memories of anything as a younger child. I can't even think as a teenager, probably like when computers were out and I was like, well, I need to be on the internet. Like, no, you don't. It's nine o'clock at night. You need to go to bed. I'm like, I need to be on the internet. So like that I, and if my mom told me, I'd be like, okay. And I would just sign off. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, we still butt heads and push each other's buttons because we are the same person. Mm. <laughs> Very strong case for nurture over nature over here. <laughs> you were just talking about being 16 and Mike uh, helping you with your car and teaching you how to do car maintenance and owning a car. What about the years after that? Turning 18, moving out of the home, going to college. How did Mike's relationship with you as a step-parent affect you during that time? So in those later teenage years, I did struggle with anxiety and depression. And I have, I have, uh, very vivid memories of having anxiety attacks, um, like balled up on the floor crying, trying to pull out my hair, just like unable to control myself. And he would basically like fetal position on top of me to stop me from hurting myself, almost like a big weighted blanket, which at the time was probably annoying because I just, <laughs> I'm sure I just wanted him off of me. And, but he had, putting himself in where I'm like physically hurting myself because I can't control the anxiety going on that that's not something that just a stranger would do that's the love of a parent putting themselves in harm's way to protect their child so I have a few memories of of that where he definitely was just the dad and did what a dad had to do and then going to college um so once I did turn 18, my bio dad, I was off of his insurance and he did help me pay for school, but he didn't help with the insurance or any of that stuff. I was working multiple jobs and I you know, was trying to do the best I can. But if I needed any help, I would go to my stepdad. Um, and he, you know, he might ask, what, what do you need help with? But it was never like, no, you got to go figure it out yourself, kid. He would, he would help if I needed it. There was one time I was driving home from college, three-hour drive, 
and I had no gas. My debit card, like somebody had stolen the last few numbers off my debit card. So I didn't have like the bank had canceled it, but they sent the new one to, to my parents' house. So I needed to go home to get it. So I had no way and to get any more gas. I had no cash. And so I stopped and I'm like, who can I call? So I call my stepdad and he's trying to convince the guy at the gas station to take his credit card over the phone and and just and all this stuff and they wouldn't do it. And anyway, so I made it back to the turnpike and he met me there with a tank of gas to fill me up. But just those things that like when you're when you're stuck and you think there's one person who can help me, I always thought of him first. Two, it's almost two and a half years ago, I was visiting my parents and I was driving into the town nearby. Um, my two-year-old daughter in the back seat, 10 weeks pregnant with my son, and I, I went off the road and totaled my car. And I knew at the time that my bio dad was actually in the area, but my first thought was, I need to call my dad, meaning Mike, my stepdad because he's the only one who can help me. Um, so yeah, I don't know if just the, when I was younger, putting in the time and the experiences of building a meaningful relationship has then resulted in as an adult, if I'm not like, if I've, you know, that was when I was up in my parents' house. My husband wasn't nearby. He was back at, at our house in another state. So who, who do I call? Who's the one person that can help me? And it's always, he's the first person that can help me. I'm sure it would bless him so much if he, if he was hearing you say that. I should probably tell him that. <laughs> That's really awesome. So specifically, looking back over your life, not just having a father figure that, you know, has been a good father to you, but specifically having a step parent, someone who is not your biological parent, how has that relationship blessed you? I guess it makes it a little bit easier to see and understand just loving others. Because in your own biological family, you kind of feel a requirement to love and respect them. And I think through my own personal experiences, I have found that just because they're your family, you don't have to love and respect that, or you have to respect them as people, but you don't have to have that close knit relationship and that you can have that close, loving, respectful relationship with someone who is not technically a part of your gene pool, but someone who has put in the time and the energy to build a lasting relationship, whether or not it's through a step parent or through friendship now, since we're talking about step parents, you know, you have a stepdad, but you've also talked about a stepmom. What was that relationship like? So I didn't realize, again, at that age, they got married when I was eight. I did not really realize what all was going on. And when I was much younger, she was just the fun lady at my dad's house. Like my mom would dress more simple and she dressed really like, I don't know. All I can think of as a kid was shiny, <laughs> like sequin dresses and stuff. So I got to do crazy dress up and she would let us just like anything in the pantry that was almost expired. We could just kind of throw in a bowl and make a mess. So she was just the fun lady. 
And now, again, as an adult and as a mom, I can look back and be like, of course, she only had to deal with the mess two times a month. Of course, she let us do that crazy stuff. It wasn't every day, all day long. And probably just trying to make it fun that we would want to be there more. And like she would do a lot of gifts trying to get our love, I guess, attention or just want us to be there. It never worked. I always wanted to go home to my mom. But yeah, I mean, when I was little, she was just the fun lady who was always there. So you only had positive interactions, but those positive interactions didn't grow into a relationship. But you never had negative experiences or traumatic experiences with her. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I have no memory of any negative interactions. Yeah, it was just the fun stuff, but it it was like very superficial stuff. There was never any real meat to a relationship. And I mean, I think that over the years into adulthood has become evident that my stepdad couldn't shower us with stuff, but he gave us the time and knowledge and experiences. And that is a better relationship than it is with her. So, Joe, as an adult, how do you feel like growing up in a step family continues to affect you and is part of your identity today? So, a few years ago, and this this has probably happened multiple times. Someone, you know, I find out some friends are divorcing or as an adult, someone's parents are divorcing. My initial instinct is, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so sad. Your parents are divorced. And then a second later, I realized, oh, my parents are divorced. I'm a child of divorce, which I kind of feel like is cool that I forget, at least from my mom and my stepdad. It's probably pretty cool because it's just, they're my family. That's, it's just, that's all I've ever known. And they've been the solid foundation that I can always go back to. Yeah. It's grace of God that it happened that way. And even now, as an adult, as a mom, my, so my kids are almost five and almost two and a half. And the almost five-year-old kind of gets it, kind of gets mommy's family. But when I ask her, who are mommy's parents? She says, well, grandma and papa. And papa is Mike, my stepdad. And I'll ask her, well, what about mommy's real daddy? Uh, Papa. So even five years into it, she, and she, she knows my bio dad, but she sees my stepdad as grandpa because he's the one who's there. He's the one that's consistent. He's the one that reaches out to her. He makes the effort for the relationship, which I assume is what he did with me when I was younger. He just put in the time and the effort, found something that we both liked and pushed forward with it. I guess with maybe it was going to that one Chinese buffet with me that that was just our thing. And my daughter is very into bugs and he has bees. And so, you know, we go visit and she wants to go check on the, on the bees with Papa. And that's their thing. They go check on the bees. Still, he's the one who's putting in the time and the effort to build the relationship. And finally, what would you give as one piece of advice to all the step parents out there listening. Looking back, 
what what would you what would you say made all the difference for you? The same thing that I've been saying, the taking the time and the energy to build the relationship. And by taking the time, I mean literally taking the time, not forcing anything. At least with me, I had it been forced, I would have been very standoffish. And I feel like probably a lot of kids, a lot of people are that way. Like, who are you to come in and tell me what to do and force this stuff on me? So literally taking the time, um, it did not happen in a month. It took years. And once you find that connection, just continuing with that and then building off of other conne- that connection onto other connections until you have your own solid relationship as step-parent and stepchild outside of the biological parent. So yeah, just the time and the energy. I mean, it's got to be exhausting, but it's parenting, step-parent or biological parent. Either way, you're putting in the time and the energy. So just accepting that when you get into that marriage and there are existing children, that they're not like an add-on, that they are your family and you need to build the relationship with them that you want to have. They're the kids. They're not going to, they're not going to build it for you. You as the adult need to work at that relationship. Thank you so much for the interview today, Joe. I appreciate it so much. I knew when I was thinking about who I wanted to invite on the show, you were one of the first people I thought of because <laughs> I know you personally and I know how successful you are in, in your relationships in your life. And that's what I want for my stepdaughters. I want them to grow up and have an amazing marriage and have amazing children and have have amazing, healthy relationships. And I know that so many other step-parents out there, they want exactly the same thing for their kids yeah. and their stepkids. And I wanted them to be able to hear your story and hear your perspective about how that happened in your life. Yeah, and it can happen. I know like the the evil stepmother is like this this thing out there, but it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, it can be if you choose to just be a jerk about it, but it doesn't have to be that way literally take the time and the energy to to learn who these kids are outside of them being your spouse's children. Just they themselves as individuals. How can you reach them and build that relationship? Thank you again so much. Sarah, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I hope something I've said has at least made someone smile or given someone hope. I hope everybody can keep growing in your relationships. That's right. Keep growing and take good care.